Welcome to Intentional Living Center. I'm Dr. Randy Carlson. Our goal is real clear. We want you to, we really want to help you find that sweet spot of God's purpose for your life, for your marriage, and then living it every day. And today, one of the areas that we're going to focus on is marriage. Uh, big deal. We get a lot of calls about marriage. We've got some lined up. If you'd like to find how intentional living can help you communicate better with your spouse, deal with financial issues, deal with uh, communication about parenting, maybe it has to do with in-laws, we're going to show you today how intentional living, the process of intentional living can help you. If you have a comment, question, feedback, you're welcome to share it. 888-888-1717 is the number. We got our callers set. Uh, let's begin with Nikki, who's first in Michigan. Nikki, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. Appreciate your call. What's your question for me? Um, I'm wondering how you don't let financial issues interfere with your marriage. Uh, they are, obviously, right? Yes, big time right now. Okay, is it lack of communication, do you think? Um, no, I think there's a lot of communication still. It's just a lot of arguing because... So there isn't, good, you, there isn't good communication. There's communication, but it's not productive. It's not going anywhere. It's not healthy. All right. So we have communication. We just don't have productive communication. It sounds like a lot of what's going on in Washington. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know about, about the rest. I don't know about you, but I think there's a lot of Americans like me are thinking, you know, why, why can't you get some people into a room and say, that's our goal, this is the thing we need to solve, and then we resolve it. And what happens is there's a lot of communication going on, a lot of talking going on, but not a lot of resolving of things going on. And, and this can permeate uh, in our marriages as well. Uh, w would we say, Nikki, that you're not on the same page as far as your goals for your money? Um, no, I think we're both on the same goal. I just think we're both getting frustrated because we're not hitting that goal fast enough. So what is the goal? Um, to get out of debt the way we are right now. All right. So one of you is thinking that's the goal and you're spending too much and the other doesn't think so? Um, no, we both think so. I I myself just started working again, and that's going to help. It's just not helping fast enough. So what's the argument about? Um, just how we're going to get out of the hole that we're in. Okay, is there blaming going on from the past? Um, no, not blaming. I think just more guilt. Hmm. You know, we both feel guilty for us being in the situation that we're in. Okay. So you have a goal, but do you have a plan? I mean, a specific step-by-step -step plan of action that will take you out of debt? No. Okay. There, there's, the, there's the issue. Uh, with, okay. You've said, hey, we're sick of it. We want to get out of debt. We're feeling guilty, but you can't get from point A to point B without a plan. You know, you can't go on a vacation without a plan. You can't build a house without a plan, can't build a business without a plan. In my view, you can't build a marriage without a plan, and you certainly can't get out of debt without a plan. So I'd encourage you guys to, to put a plan together, and, and there's okay. many of them available. We think of Dave Ramsey. He has a plan. Uh, we think of Crown Financial Ministries. They have a plan. Our plan at Intentional Living is basically 10-10-80. Uh, learn to tithe 10%. 
save 10% and say we're going to put a spending plan together to live on no more than 80%. And then whatever that takes, selling assets, changing our uh, structure of you know, entertainment or eating out or whatever it takes uh, mm-hmm. to live on 70 or 80%. And without the plan, I think what's going to happen, Nikki, every month you're going to be coming up short. We're not getting there as quickly as we want. And then there's the frustration of not knowing how long it should take. Without a plan, you don't know how long this thing should take. So put a plan together. Okay. Thank you very much. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Let us know when you get it done. We're praying with you. Here's the deal. Most people say they want to get out of debt and have better finances. But most people then don't do anything. They don't put a plan together. Intentional living is the action part of a good goal. If you have a goal, then it's a matter of saying, I'm going to do the next right one thing. Okay, Danielle is in Kansas uh, today. Kansas is a beautiful state. Hi, hi, Danielle. Go right ahead. What's your question? So I am a newlywed. We were married in November. Um, My husband and I were, well, I'm in the beginning stages of 30 and he's almost there. And anyways, um, I am really, I'm a very techie person. So I like to be online. I do my shopping online. I like to spend time on Facebook, catching up with people. We moved a few hours away from home, so we don't get to see our loved ones as often as we should. So I unwind by looking at Facebook a lot. And sometimes it's just aimlessly scrolling or it's talking with my twin or my baby sister, you know, those things. Um, but I, I check a lot to see how things are going, where they're at, because three hours is quite a distance, and so we don't get back there as often as we should. But uh-huh. it drives my husband bonkers that I'm online a lot, and he feels like I'm more on Facebook than in the present moment of here and now. All right, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> well, I've thought about fasting and giving up Facebook and trying to spend more family time because we have a 5- and 11-year-old. And so we do a lot of things out in our community together, and uh, we're, we're moving closer so that we can spend time with our families because I don't want to um, be at a part of my life where, you know, say something happens to my mother and I'm too far away to get there in time. Uh-huh. And I lived in Arizona for two years, so moving back to Kansas, I thought, oh, three hours will be nothing. But it really is when we commute, you know, 40 minutes to work one way. And so moving closer, we're only going to be an hour away from home. But I know that it drives him nuts, but it's a way that I unwind. How much time, how many hours, let's say when you're together, how many hours a day are you on on, uh, online? Uh, I would say probably half the time we're together, which is sad. So you, you recognize it as a legitimate concern absolutely and you know i've tried doing things where just like leaving my phone in another room to charge or not answering it but i also get calls from work so if i'm not like on facebook because i'm a case manager i get phone calls you know from other staff members um and it's just really annoying to him and i don't know what to say except for i'm sorry i'll try not to get on it as much but then even if i'm not yeah, but Danielle, if I can interrupt, here's what I hear. I, I hear you saying it annoys him, but I think it annoys you, too. It does, but okay. when it's like a part of my job, I have to answer no matter what time. So you have you have to answer? Is that I mean, you have to answer? I mean, you're on call all the time? I, yeah, like with my, some of my clients, um, if they go into crisis mode, I have to answer because I'm the one who does the referral to the state hospital and everything else. 
so I have to. And this new position that I'm taking, I'm a crisis case manager. All right, but what I hear, what I hear though, is the Facebook is more likely to be the issue than the, these calls. Yeah. So your husband isn't necessarily saying, "Hey, honey, I know you got to get a call. Somebody's in urgent need." He's saying you're just sitting there scrolling through everything, looking at stuff. Why are you doing that instead of talking to me? Yeah. That true? Yes. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Danielle. Didn't mean to be mean, but you know what? You're not alone. There are many of us who can, and you use the word, aimlessly spend time on Facebook. And when you get a notification on something, you know, I plug my phone in overnight to, and it's in another room, but I can see in the room. And sometimes the thing will light up in the middle of the night. You ever have, you wake up and you see a light out there and, and there's like a part of your brain that says, I wonder if I should go see what that is, you know? Uh, I think this thing, this, this little tool that we have has learned how to wean its way into, wiggle its way into our minds and to, well, let's face it, we can become addicted to this. And so I, I think you need to come, I think you need to just acknowledge to your husband, Daniel, yeah, it is an issue and it's you know, something I'm frustrated with too. Maybe we can come up with a plan and spend more time together and put it in the other room or have a separate notification so you only get notification when those emergency calls come in. Because if you don't, well, I'll tell you what, if you don't, if you don't change it, it's going to overtake, you know, it's going to continue to overtake your life. Right. And, and the thing being too, like my husband has trust issues because he's been cheated on a lot. And I'm not the type to cheat, but he's still, you know, like being newlyweds, he still has, you know, those fears that, you know, it's not going to work. And, and this is his first marriage, and, and mm -hmm. um, it's my second, you know, and so my second one was horrible. I was the one getting cheated on, and I, I felt like if that ever happened to me, I'd, I'd never do it to somebody else because I know how painful it is. But we have children also, like um, my stepson and, and my daughter, who's his stepdaughter, who absolutely love each other and adore one another, and I would never do anything to jeopardize that, mm -hmm. but he feels like sometimes that something else is more important than him, and it, like, hurts my heart when he says yeah, that. Yeah, sure. And I, you know, but thinking of from his perspective, Danielle, if half of the time you were together, you're looking at this screen, um, it can feel like a love affair with, with someone. You know, another person saying, they're more, you're more in love with all the stuff you're seeing and observing and Facebook and all your friends and all that than you are with me. And a reasonableness is okay, but... Uh, you see this sometimes, you see couples go out to dinner and they sit on each side of the table and they spend their whole time doing that, you know, instead of talking to each other. I, I think I would just acknowledge this is something I want to deal with. And as far as this trust thing, not everybody will agree with what I'm going to say. But I think if there's a lack of trust in a relationship where you're trying to help your spouse develop trust because they've been hurt in the past, is to say, I'm not hiding anything. You're welcome to look at anything on my phone anytime you want. You know, it's there. I don't have keeping anything from you. If you want to see my Facebook page, you can look at it. You know, if you want to see my emails and things, go ahead, they're there. I'm not hiding anything unless it's some work confidential issue. And when you do that, you're really saying, hey, I'm here, I'm transparent, I'm open, I love you, I want the best. Uh, this will be an interesting program. We should open the phone sometime and just say, how do you put a handle on the potential for addiction when it comes to technology? 
You know, that box of electronics is a radio. Um, no, it's not. No, I, I mean that stuff can connect you to stuff you really need. Okay, totally confused. For example, that tablet, put the Intentional Living app on there, boom. Works for smartphones, too. Or that mouse. Just use it to connect the computer or laptop to theintentionallife.com. And Intentional Living has the stuff I need? You can hear the programs again. Get connected, grow your faith. Okay, I'll plug in the mouse again. You download the app on these five devices. Ugh. Sometimes setting goals is a struggle, but without goals, your life can easily get off course. In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living in Your Personal Life, you'll learn about the five essential areas of life and how setting goals and establishing healthy habits can get you back on track. If you missed your chance to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. And when you give, we'll automatically give you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox. So don't miss your chance to have your gift matched. Give right now and you'll also receive the Year of Prayer and Purpose calendar, each month featuring listener stories, a prayer from scripture, and practical ways you can activate your faith. Your monthly support helps you live an intentional life for Christ. Call 888-888-1717 now or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Thank you, Kurt. That's a really urgent and important message here, literally with just a few hours left in 2023. I just want to say how much we appreciate your financial support and your prayers for intentional living all during 2023. We just can't do this without your help. We're listener-supported. We don't borrow money. We use what comes in to reach more people for Christ. Our commitment is every dollar given is to try to get it back out through what we do with media, through our events, our resources, through radio and podcast. You're helping make that possible. We're part of Family Life Radio, funded separately, and we're wrapping up the year here. and We're a little bit behind where we need to be. So I just want to challenge a few of you today, maybe you and a few others who would say, hey, we just want to help you close strong. You could be so generous with a year-end gift, maybe adding a 13th month of giving. You're a regular monthly giver, maybe adding an additional month. That would be so helpful here in these last few hours. Or perhaps uh, even as a leadership to be able to share $1,000 or 2000 or more, everything going to reach more people for Christ. And as uh, Kurt mentioned, we're thankful to those who have been matching this month. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com. That's the quickest way, right online, theintentionallife.com, or you can talk to our staff by calling 888-888-1717 during West Coast Business Hours and pressing number two to talk to our staff. And uh, many of you may want to enjoy and uh, join the team as well. We want to get these special gifts to you to say thanks for your support. All right, let's uh, get back to the marriage topic today. We've got Anna on the line. Uh, Anna, thanks for the call. What's your question? Well, it's not so much a question, just kind of on the same lines that the lady before just talked about, about the whole Facebook cell phone thing, and then the the other gal that called saying about her husband not being a believer. So I've been married, this is my fourth marriage, and my last marriage. Um, I grew up with a very strong-willed father, Um, My parents were married 62 years, but, I mean, there was always turmoil in the family. I wasn't shown a lot of affection by my father, so 
I get very mm-hmm. promiscuous. I just always associated sex with love. And so I believe that's why I've been married four times. All right, so you've got some awareness and history. So what's your question for me today? Um, just how, how to help my husband see... Oh, well, because I've been trying to get him to... Okay, not get him to, but he'll go to church sometimes, and he doesn't. He'll make up excuses to not go. He'll find things to do, and I always tell mm-hmm. him, Sunday's the Lord's Day. So your your question, if I hear you, Anna, your question is, you go to church, your husband's not going to church, and you'd like to have him go with you. To go with me and to, I pray that he one day will be a believer. He just does not mm-hmm. believe, and when I try to say something to him about God, just doesn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, listen, Anna, uh, I know I'm repeating myself, but I, I, I come back to, in relationships, when you're not on the same page spiritually, it's not our job to grab them by the nap of the neck and drag them in, thinking uh, that way we're going to get them on, you know, into the kingdom. Uh, none of us will come into the kingdom. None of us will come to Christ until we recognize that we are sinners, we need him. And I, I appreciate and respect the fact, hey, I want you to go to church with me and I want you to be a part of my community and hear what I'm hearing because, because it's important to me, right? And that's good. Let me encourage you, Anna, do this. Pray for your husband every day. Make a decision that you're intentionally not going to try to play the Holy Spirit in his life. You let God do that. That's what you pray for. Third, you go to your husband and say, honey, listen, I go to church every Sunday because it's important to me and I... I hear you get come up with reasons you can't come or this or that. I'm not going to keep badgering you to do this. I just want to ask you to come with me to church because it's important to me. I'm not asking you to agree with it. I'm not asking you to sing all the songs. I'm not asking you to raise your hand. I'm not asking you to do anything just to be with me because I don't like going there alone. And I would prefer to have us do this together. One hour a week, that's all I'm asking for. And then walk away and let him decide. And if he chooses not to, don't badger him. Don't point your finger at him. Don't beat him up. You just move on with your life and and live it intentionally. Because uh, in the process, Anna, of trying to get him to come to church, what happens is when, when we badger people spiritually, they dig in their heels even more. When we take the ball and put it in their court and just say, here it is, and then pray and let God do his work. And when, and as you pray for your spouse, to understand that there's power in the prayer that you give to your spouse, okay? All right. Thank you, uh, and I appreciate uh, your call. Tell you what, let's take a quick break. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes. My husband and I, we really had a problem with communication. And when he would come home from work, he would be in a pretty bad mood, and he would be in pain. And I didn't know what to do, and I prayed about it for the longest time. And one day I decided to go out and meet him when he got home. So I went out to meet him, gave him a kiss, said hi. He asked me what I was doing, and I said, well, I just came to walk with you. I've been doing that now for probably about, oh, maybe more than three years, and it's always been very positive. And when I don't meet him, 
if I'm doing something in the house, he actually misses that. It brought all the positiveness into the house, and it started a wonderful evening and a wonderful communication for both of us. What habits do you have that are driving the people that you love crazy? And the reason I ask that is because those may be habits that you know are not healthy for yourself. <laughs> Asking that question about habits driving your spouse crazy, I'm chuckling here hearing myself ask the question on that clip from the lesson this month because my wife could probably give you a few. <laughs> you know, we do that to each other. It's just a reality in life. After you've been married for a while, sometimes the habits are encouraging. Sometimes they kind of uh, can drive you crazy. But you know what? Love is something that supersedes all this. And that's what we've been focusing on here, the power of really being intentionally in love and demonstrating that in our relationship with each other. That's an excerpt from the teaching this month. And as we're wrapping up this month of December, members, you've received it already. If you're not a part of the team, can I just really challenge you with literally just a few hours left here in these remaining days of 2023 to pray about joining the team. We need your help and your monthly support's a great way to start. Some of you, many of you who are already a part of our monthly team, if you could give an additional one month, just one extra month, a gift here at the year end to call or go online and just say, hey, here's an additional month to say, we wanna help reach more people. If everybody did that, it pushes us over the top and the needs would be met for December. And of course, we have gifts being matched by Friends of the Ministry, which we appreciate. And then that fantastic, beautiful calendar. We already have it put to use here in our home, filling out the calendar for this next year. It's the Intentional Living and Family Life Radio calendar for 2024. We're sending that to those of you who are joining and support as a monthly member. What do you do? Just go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. And by the way, click on the donate icon or call during West Coast business hours, 888-888-1717 and press number 2, 888-888-1717. All right, uh, one more thing before we get back to the calls. We're just launching this week, making our tickets available for the upcoming spring 2024 Intentional Love Marriage Date Night Tour in Michigan on March 1st in East Lansing, Michigan, and then over near the Detroit area in Auburn Hills on the second Saturday night there. We're going to laugh. We're going to learn. We're going to have a great time. Please get your tickets, theintentionallife.com. All right, let's go to Connecticut. We've got Stephen on the line. Welcome to the program, Stephen. Hi, Randy. Uh, my question is about in-laws and uh, you know how to deal with that when maybe things haven't gone so well in the past. And every time uh, you bring it up to try to bring everyone together, it's always a pain point. And you know, I'd really like to just get that you know that pain out of our hearts and bring everyone back together because you know I can I can make new friends in, in this different part of the country that we now live. But my mother and my father are obviously dear to my heart, and I'd like to have them a part of our lives and our family as well. And mm. that's my question today. Well, yeah, Stephen, there's a lot there. Because sometimes the problem is the new family, the couple that gets married, one of them, maybe the wife or the husband doesn't get along with the in-laws, and so there's a a breach. Sometimes it's the in-laws or the parents that don't like the new daughter-in-law or son-in-law, and that creates a breach. This is so common, and it is one of the greatest heartbreaks that I've seen in my own experience of working with people over the years, 
when God's intention is for families to be close and be able to communicate and love each other, that disagreements come up and it creates a, a serious problem. And so here's what I encourage you guys to do. You and your spouse have to be together shoulder to shoulder. Don't allow anything to come between you. Don't allow disagreements or issues with either of your parents to cause the two of you to have a problem. That's leave and cleave biblical teaching, Genesis chapter two. And then secondly, perhaps to start with baby steps to connect with one family member or one couple, one, you know, parents and start to reconnect in a loving, positive way. In other words, don't expect it all to happen uh, overnight. It won't do that. Okay, thank you for your call, Stephen. Justin from Arizona uh, left a question for me as well. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona. I am a strength coach. I'm 20, got married young at 19, and uh, my wife and I are just trying to do things and the smart way with uh, putting God first, putting each other first in front of our jobs. At the same time, we're trying to find a way to balance out the business that I'm working with. It has me working some pretty, pretty long weeks right now. This last week, I clocked 73 hours just because we're trying to get this business rolling. And I want to make enough money to where five to six years from now, when my wife and I decide to have kids, that they can come into a world where we can provide for them. We're not struggling and so i want to set that up so i guess my question is at what point in time do you need to say okay take a step back you're working too much and when is it okay to increase the amount of hours that you're working for a purpose like for us trying to create a healthy fruitful environment for our kids in terms of finances when they come into our lives well, wow, that's a great question, Justin. You're a young man. You're 20 years old. Got married at 19. You're working 73 hours. You're building a business. God bless you. And you're looking down the road to have kids. If God, if that's God's intention for you, if you're ever going to be working 73 hours, this is the time to do it. You don't have the kids. Once you start getting family and you have kids, you, you know, doing that is just destructive. But if you and your wife have saying, "Listen, we're we're going to commit to saying, let's take 24 months." We're going to both work really hard. We're going to build this business, get it going. We'll see what God has for it. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're, we're just not going to have a lot of time together, but we're committed to making sure we're going to simplify our life and focus together on a goal. Here, here it is. I don't mind people saying, I'm working 73 hours for the next year. As long as as a family, you're in agreement and there's a goal and there's an end point. But if your habit is to say, you know, we now have three kids, I'm 32 years old, I'm still working 73 hours every week, that ain't good. And it will destroy your life and your relationships. You know, and I, I remember when I was working on my master's degree and then I went on and worked on my doctorate. I mean, I was working, I was working crazy. And when I look back, there was just a lot of work. There was writing, reading, classes, and so on. But I knew there was a window of time I was doing this. Probably out of balance some, but there was an end point. And so I personally, when it comes to intentional living, I think maintaining that kind of a crazy schedule is not good. But it's like, you know, it's like jogging and then walking and there are times you're going to sprint. There's going to be times you're going to walk, times you're going to sit. And so if this is the season when you're young to say, we're going to, we're going to sprint, we're going to get at it and build this business and do this together and thank God for it with an end point. God bless you. Run the race, but make sure you're taking care of each other 
in your marriage so you're getting the foundation solid, okay? All right, we're out of time here today. Thank you for all of your prayers and support during this, uh, this month. Uh, you know, wherever you find your podcasts, we're there. If you missed any of the program today, it's available to you. Love to get your feedback, something you've heard or a question or comment at theintentionallife.com. See you next time from our Intentional Living Center.